0: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr.
1: Heisenberg. Good morning, Nicks. Good morning, Johnny. Morning, Doc. You know, Johnny, when you really get right down to the fundamentals, friendship at its heart is really just someone who can stand listening to you talk. That's both sad and beautiful. And in that way, all the Breakfast with the Beak listeners are our friends. Good morning, friends. morning, friends. Gonna put on my fucking cardigan for you guys. Oh, that's that's you are such a Mr. Rogers. I am. I am. I am getting all Mr. Roger out in this bitch. Before we go too down that deep dark hole, uh I do think I should point out, last week on the show, we made a, a brief mockery of a movie that came out. Uh that I'm, we could not recall the title or star of. It was called The Words?
0: Oh, uh, so, I forgot the title because it's the most generic bullshit
1: ever. Yeah, the words of the title are literally the words. Um, hmm. Still haven't seen it. It still looks like a piece of shit. I've heard it's a piece of shit. Yeah, but there's a guy here who apparently listened to the show, and he showed up at the, the Breaks with the Big studios this morning. It Okay, well... Um, um, uh, I don't know why. Is, is this
0: in connection to the movie? I or?
1: have no idea. He, come here. Come here, guy. Hey, who is... Yeah. Hi. Well,
0: well hello, fellas.
1: Uh, hello, sir. Why? Uh, welcome to Brings with a Beak.
0: Well, well, it's a pleasure to be here. And now, I, I'm Bradley. I'm Bradley Cooper, and I'm here to talk about my movie, The Words, which you have taken an interest in.
1: Bradley Cooper.
0: That's me, Bradley. Bradley Cooper.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Now, I have to remind people a lot, because because folks forget. Who? And my mama told me that's what makes me special. <laughs>
1: It's like staring at a blank canvas right here now. But wait, it is. he is a vague sketch of a man.
0: Now, what do you have to do with this movie? Well, I was in it. I was the guy who found the words.
1: You're the. F- Hang on, I gotta just pull up your IMDP page here. And uh, I- well, look at that. Uh, all right. Uh Bradley Cooper. That's you. That's me. I'm Bradley. Huh. I'm Bradley Cooper. Now, look at this. Okay, you are the guy who played the douchebag in the Hangover movies.
0: Well, now, I was not just in the Hangover. I was in the Hangover, but I was also in the Hangover 2, and I was in the
1: Hangover 3. You know, okay, Hangover 3's not out. Well, I've done but, been in it. okay. Now, I, 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 it's weird that I can't remember you because I've seen that movie. I remember, you know, lovable Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms.
0: Well, now that is how you tell us apart. You see, now, now that one fella has the beard, right? Uh-huh. And now I do not, so he does. you can he tell that a, it's not a, it's not me because I don't have the beard. And and the other fella is on The Office, and you've seen The Office, yeah.
1: Barney, so what you're telling me... Bradley Cooper, that's me, Bradley Barney. Right. What you're telling me is you identify yourself by a process of elimination.
0: Well, that's one way. And sometimes when I forget, I say, now wait a minute, who am I? And then I remember, I'm me. I'm Bradley Cooper.
1: (laughs) It says here you were also... In uh, Sandra Bullock's movie, uh, all about Steve. Now, yes, I, I don't remember you from that either.
0: I, I was Steve. The movie was all about me, and, and and folks were rightly proud.
1: I thought it was all about Sandra Bullock having a mental breakdown, but that's okay. Well,
0: I, now I got to make out with Sandy Bullock a few times in that movie, and, and, and she seemed like a super lady who was not having no kind of breakdown.
1: I don't remember you in it. I remember Thomas Hayden Church very clearly. Well, but, no,
0: he wasn't Steve. The movie wasn't all about Thomas. The movie was about me, Steve, Steve
1: Bradley. Okay. Wait,
0: no, Steve Cooper.
1: All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, Thank you for...
0: All about Steve. It's a movie (laughs) that I was in. You see, what happens is I have a lady in the city, and (sighs) she is an agent, and she tells me to go places. And when I go there, they they give me a a book. It's a reading book, not a pictory book and i say what's in the book and and they give me money can you believe it
1: it's like staring at like a man made of paste or wallpaper from the 1950s it's just somehow devoid of like it,
0: he he's a man shaped hole in the universe i just
1: i can't even retain it is seriously it's like it's like the silence from doctor who well, i don't uh, want to uh, belabor that point but
0: another good trick is when I forget, I look in the mirror, and then I remember. It's me. It's me. It's Bradley Steve. No. At my house, I have my name on the mirrors, and I can read it when I'm looking in them. And, and, and that makes it, it... It's a system I have.
1: This guy is is so lacking in remarkability that he makes Tim Pawlenty look like Bootsy Collins. Now, that's a gotcha question. All right. Okay. Um, so did you have... Anything to say about the words? Any reason why we should care? Well, now, I was in it, and and my mama says I'm
0: handsome, and my agent says I'm handsome.
1: I mean, you are handsome, but it's it's a really dull kind of handsome. It's like a ficus plant.
0: Well, I read the words handsomely, both the words in the reading book and the words in the movie that is called The Words. See how many levels it works on?
1: Okay, um... All right. Barry Krampus, everybody. Barry Krampus. All Bradley, right. Bradley Cooper. That's me, Bradley Cooper. All right. You can go. Okay. You, you, can, you can go now. Thanks for stopping by and clearing that up. Okay. All right. Uh, bye. 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 Bye, Bradley. Buddy. Bye. Okay. Uh, is he gone?
0: I, I think he's still in the hall.
1: <laughs> he's... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, no. He's definitely still in the hall. Why don't we have any security in this building? Because this is a terrible neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, right. Maybe if he gets outside, someone will find him and shoot him. Or at least mug him.
0: Whatever, you know, maybe they'll they'll think he's, you know, in trouble. They'll think he's some kind of harmless, you know, lackwit.
1: Who are we talking about?
0: A, uh, a guy.
1: There was... Wait. Uh, What's what his name? Steve. Have we started the show yet? I don't even remember what... No, we had an interview segment with Steve Bradley. Did we? Yeah. Why can't I retain the, any... Okay. Okay. I know. I believe you. I
0: Well, like I said, he is the barest sketch of a man. My God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... I think the best thing to do is just remove him from our minds. Oh. <laughs> Who? Yeah, see, wow, that was easy, and I walked right into that joke and didn't realize I was doing it. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm filled with shame for not setting that up better. Should we roll the topic? I think we should. Okay. Yeah, just get us away from this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Topics are, he said
0: are his I, name a bunch and I just he's not sticking.
1: Oh uh, Barnabas. Um Jerry? That that was it. Yeah. That was definitely it. Boo Radley.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jerry Boo Radley. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> topic. Yeah. Let's roll a topic.
0: Okay, that
1: adds up to let's say it's fourteen. Fourteen What is topic number fourteen, Johnny? What if it sucks? I mean, Won't you feel stupid? No, I just need to wake myself up again from that fucked up intro. Oh. Well, <laughs> good
0: news, because uh, Topic 14 will wake you right the hell off. Sweet! Medieval Torture Practices. Ooh! Submitted by Trevor in Salton, Washington.
1: Thank you, Trevor. That is fucking dark. Yeah, well... Medieval Torture Practices. Well,
0: it's almost Halloween, I know, we, It's we decorate our house with the, uh, the remnants of... How they took
1: about heretics and stuff. <laughs> this is going to be sweet. Listen to this show while you're, like, planning out your costume and decorating your house for your party. Yeah, and no, and your,
0: uh, your sexy Frankenstein will be so much sexier when you're listening to us talk about,
1: uh, I don't know, the rack. Yeah, I'm ready. Thumbscrews. We'll, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, all right. the rack is a good one to start on. Yeah, it's uh, a famous one. Yeah, you take a prisoner, you lay him out on a table... And uh, I believe um, the arms and legs were attached to sometimes like uh, cranks sometimes like pulleys yeah sometimes it was they were just tied down and the table pulled apart right right the idea was to stretch a person apart by their limbs yeah pop the joints out you know and then eventually if you applied enough pressure you would like tear their arms and legs off yeah. Yeah
0: And that uh, that was not a survivable injury back then No, <laughs> because no You'd bleed out Yeah, no, your humors would be unbalanced
1: It's a mechanical and sort of more drawn out version of, of uh, drawing and quartering Yeah Right, which is when you you tie uh, each of someone's limbs to a horse
0: Yeah, and then you slap the horses really hard and they run off in four directions Yeah, and
1: that rips a person apart Because a horse is clearly stronger than one person, let alone four horses Yeah. Four yeah.
0: horsepower, all it takes to pull a person apart.
1: Right, but quartering someone, I, I imagine, only takes a minute. I mean, once you set yeah. it into motion, it's... it's no, all... well, I mean,
0: I imagine the horses will, will tug for a while, but as long as you keep slapping them, horses aren't smart.
1: Yeah, no, if you've got... Well, it, horses can be trained. That too. So, I don't know if, 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 if that sort of thing happened a lot, if you would have horses that were specifically trained to be quartered. Or if you just trade four horses to run really fast upon command, which would have lots of other uses.
0: Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I assume they would use those big, tough, like, draft horses. The ones that are, like, too big to ride, but they can, like, pull carts and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how fast they are, but they're strong. You know? Right.
1: That would make it easy. Like Boxer from Animal Farm. Yeah, the yeah. old Budweiser horse. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hey, good news, everyone. The horses that bring you your beer are descended from horses that tore people apart.
1: Right, so I guess that's a, that's more of a method of execution when you're on the road, right? Whether it's the Old West or like you know, uh, like say a Crusader party.
0: Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, if you're out on the road, you're going to have easy access to horses, and yeah, but you, you're going to need rope to do that, and if you've got the rope, you could probably just hang the guy.
1: Right, right.
0: Well, that the what matters is it's hard to do in a church basement. And that's where a lot of torturing went down back then. It
1: absolutely did. The thing about medieval torture is that, I mean, a lot of it is justified by, you know, religion or religiously empowered, like, um, you know, monarchies and whatnot. Yes. To some degree, I mean, people talk about um, not only the Crusades, but also, you know, witch trials uh, the Inquisition, which 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 trials happened before the ones that happened in North America.
0: Oh, they certainly did. Yeah, they, those they things... were way bigger in Europe, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. We only had a few people here who were you know
1: crazy enough to try it. But the thing about the Inquisition, though, is like for the most part, religious faith empowered the people doing the inquisition but the inquisitors weren't necessarily actually believing that these people were evil or demons or whatever because a lot of times inquisitors could seize the property of the people they capture and execute
0: yes they could so
1: it's like if you just say i want to take his money and his land you can't do that if you say he's a heretic and we're going to punish him in righteousness, yeah. then you get to take his money and his land.
0: And in theory, they could just take the guy and, you know, lock him up or kill him or whatever. But that story's not going to hold up in front of the Pope. They've got to extract a confession. Right, So right. They, just, they, they would just put things into him until he confessed to something.
1: <laughs> we should point out the specific time period we're talking about is... the medieval period. It's from about the 5th century to the 15th century. It's like yeah. the fall of the Roman Empire, uh, you know, bordered by the Renaissance. Pretty much. And and it's just Europe. Yeah. No. Is what we call where the Middle Ages happened. I mean, the rest of the world was there, but they're not really part of this medieval period.
0: Not not terribly, no. They, they all had other stuff going on. They had just giant epic wars and alliances and stuff like that going on. Nothing exciting. No, no, no. Let's... Let's hang out
1: in the dung with the Pope, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a very narrow view of history.
0: Chinese history is so interesting and nobody reads it. Well, I mean, you can, but. Anyway,
1: this is. uh, I have! Well, that's just the thing. This isn't a show about Chinese history this week. This is a. (sighs) Somebody's going to submit that and I'm going to just be totally out of my league. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well. Don't. Or do. Maybe next week. We'll see. Um, but anyway, so the medieval period. So after Rome fell, uh, everyone was fucking around. Um, it just uh, France, England, Spain, Spain, etc. Yeah. Just a thousand years of darkness,
0: give or take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And they they and dung. It's not that they didn't invent things, but a lot of the things they invented were specifically to inflict pain and horrors and humiliation. They were really good at inventing those. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you say they just sat about in the mud like swine, but they invented some amazing devices for being horrible to each other. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they definitely
0: did, you know. Um, you know, at roughly the same time that that uh, civilizations in North America were building pyramids, in Europe they were building tiny pyramids that they made heretics sit on to destroy their anuses.
1: They did. There were a couple different kinds. There was one that was, it actually was very pyramid-shaped. Yeah, it was called the Judas Cradle. Yeah, and you would suspend someone above it, right, Mm -hmm. with a, a system of, like, pulleys. And depending on where you wanted to focus it, you could have it at the base of the spine or above the anus, above the vagina, you know, right right below the scrotum, Mm -hmm. wherever you wanted to place it. Oh, yeah. You
0: could pierce a man's taint with that thing.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, depending on the torturer's whim, you could bounce them up and down on it. You know, you could gradually apply more and more pressure. Or you could just... You know, let the whole dead body weight just slam down on the cone.
0: Yeah, and and the issue with this device is that, now, this isn't just stuff we know. We're not that horrible. As I've said before, we do research on each topic as we get them. We looked it up. Yes. Yeah. We have to learn this. And now you
1: have to learn it, too, because it's fucking gross, and I don't want it alone in my head. If you guys want some some further explanations and visual aids, by the way, just Google medieval torture devices, and you'll find a whole bunch of top ten lists by people other than us. Yeah, people really like
0: making the list of what they're opinion of the top ten worst ones was.
1: There was another one that's basically shaped like a doghouse that's a variation on that theme. Okay. But you would strap weights to the feet of the prisoner, and then you'd, you'd, you know, sprawl them on the roof of the doghouse, like put their legs on. Yeah. And then, you know, depending on how much weight you put on their feet to pull them down on this triangular roof structure, Mm -hmm. you could theoretically rip them in half.
0: Yeah, no, people got just ripped apart in ways that... Now I, I, now, I like to cook. Uh huh. Spend a lot of time handling, you know, raw meat. Sure. If it's not ground up first, if it's just as is, cut straight off the animal, uh huh. Hard to just tear with your bare hands. You need an implement. And it,
1: you cut with the grain, so to speak.
0: Well, or, or across the grain. Mm. But in any case, a knife or something. Okay. Now, in these medieval torture uh, chambers, dungeons, whatever... Right. People were just being torn apart with... Just just by force, not cut, just ripped. That's yeah.
1: hard to do to a raw meat. I mean, that's elementary physics. I mean, you need a certain amount of, you know, just weight and force and, you know, uh, resistance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what I'm saying is, even with the correct amount of weight and force and resistance... Probably not going to be a super fast process.
1: Well, the human body has, has evolved, you know, many defenses for you know <laughs> preventing damage.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean one of the one of the first uh, big triumphs of evolution, way back in the beginning of history, is the uh, body doesn't just fall apart.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, that was a big one. That's right. what separates us from the amoeba, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the fact that they were coming up with ways to do this kind of shit to people. Yeah. Um, The Iron Maiden is a famous one. The Iron Maiden, I actually was doing some research on this one. Okay. And
0: for a long time, it was considered so horrifying that it was was considered just a legend. Nobody ever would have actually dared to build one. Right. And then, like, 500 years later, like in the 1800s, they discovered one.
1: Right. And, I mean, that makes sense because, like, if you read something like, uh, say, Dante Alighieri, mm-hmm. he writes about, you know, his vision of hell is more fucked up than anything that has ever happened. Oh, yeah. but So, like, the imagination was there. <laughs> but also, someone imagined it and put it into practice. Well, the, uh, the blacksmithing technology was also there. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah, they could make a horseshoe. They could make this. It's it's all metal. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It was and like it was it was a, a, like a sarcophagus, like a yes. person-shaped coffin with spikes on the inside. It had doors. Yes, it spikes had, on the doors. Yeah. yeah, you would lay someone down in it, right? And then there were like lots of pointy spikes,
0: which were actually positioned to pierce major organs just deep enough to inflict pain, but not enough to be fatal. Right. So they could still extract a confession.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you would still die from it eventually. I mean, oh, some yeah, people yeah. are left in the thing to, like, die very slowly. But it's the same thing where, like, sometimes you'll see in a movie. You know, someone will get shot with an arrow, and you won't pull the arrow out because that arrowhead is barbed. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, push it all the way through and then cut off each end, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you open it up, and if they're not immediately dead, then those all those spike holes are there, and then they can bleed out. <laughs> but they can't bleed out until after you take out all the spikes. Also, the spikes were designed to immediately gouge the eyeballs.
0: Oh, right, and there were spikes right over
1: the eyes. Yeah, and the genitals. In addition to the organs, of course.
0: And, hey, let's make it even more horrifying. Uh, they later found one in Spain that was styled to look like the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah. And it would, and it had a mechanism built into it where it tightened the spikes by hugging the victim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is profoundly perverse.
0: Yeah, no, that is like, if I were, if I had not read that this is a real thing discovered in Spain... My first reaction to hearing that would have been, "What is wrong with Japan?"
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But that sounds
0: like that sounds so over the top. It's like this is anime Christianity,
1: right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, the Iron Maiden is not from Japan. I no, mean, there was a you know, we, there was a thing on MythBusters about the uh, the bamboo torture, and they could oh, yeah. They, I think they proved it myth, but. Not conclusively. Yeah, no, they proved that
0: it can definitely grow through something with uh, roughly the uh, the strength of human
1: flesh. Right, but you would probably die before it actually finished. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. But, yeah, yeah the, the the idea was they would tie you up over a bamboo seed, and bamboo is, is very strong and grows very fast because it's a, a variation of grass. Yeah. And the shoot would grow up through your body. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but, you know, so that was, you know, well, though I was... Chinese, actually. Chinese yeah. torture. But yes. They weren't doing that in medieval Europe, but probably only because they didn't have any giant grasses that grew that fast. Yeah, I know. If they did, they would have gotten innovative with it, I'm sure. Absolutely. Because
0: um, they got innovative with so much else. I mean... What's the bull... The bull is just called the, uh, the the brazen bull. The brazen bull. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it is indeed a, a giant brass bull that is hollow. Right. It's got a little door on
1: it you can stick a person in. It.
0: Yeah. And uh, and then you light a fire under it. And you cook the guy. But because the door is closed, his screams are muffled. So it sounds like mooing. Right. And And <laughs> that was like
1: entertainment. You put that in the middle of a dinner party. My understanding is, yeah, the article I read about the brazen bull is they talked about the funny, weird screams that a a dying human uh, being not even burned alive because there's no fire, they're no. being cooked alive. Yes, They're, they're being scalded alive.
0: They, they are, I believe, technically being roasted. <laughs>
1: That's fair. Yeah, they're being roasted. So, but, but they talked about how comical the sounds were to uh, what I have to assume are... Horrible, horrible, monstrous, animalistic versions of human beings. Yeah. Um, this wasn't really that long ago, either. Um, nope. Uh, but, but yeah, I can only assume that meant this was a spectator event.
0: Oh, no, this was done at, at big old aristocratic dinner parties. You'd have the, uh, the, the the bull in the middle and then some tables around it. Right. You know, with the food on it, and everyone would sit there, uh, you know, eating food with their hands and watching the bull. The thing is, I can't, I mean... Sometimes it would shake, because the guy inside. And back then, that was impressive. That was like a robot now. <laughs> I can
1: sort of see if it's, like, some kind of horrible person. Like, let's say some, uh, some mass murderer, or some, like, you know, serial child molester or something. Yeah, yeah, Um. You know, let's say Jerry Sandusky. Okay. Okay. If you did that to Jerry Sandusky... And, like, you got all the people who he had wronged and his parents and stuff. I could see maybe out of pure raw hatred and vengeance certain people enjoying watching that process. Yeah. Um, as disgusting and macabre as it would be. Indeed. But, like, I, I can't just see doing it to any old person. Like, is it some kind of righteousness, like they do it to someone they perceive as some sort of heretic or sinner? <laughs> or, I mean, is it torture porn?
0: Well, I, I assume that since it was, you know, a public spectacle for the aristocracy, mm-hmm. I, I assume it was done to people who had somehow wronged the aristocracy, maybe by not liking them enough, because <laughs> they, they, that was a crime. It was like, you know, no, you, you said something nasty about the king, into the bull. Yeah.
1: I, and, and, and going along with, with innovative torture uses of fire, okay... There was there was another one. This happened in the 1500s in uh I believe it was during the Dutch Revolution. Okay. Um uh, or the Dutch riots or whatever it's called. Dutch Revolt. Uh, they would do this the the thing you've seen it on TV. They would do the thing where they would tie somebody down. They'd put a bunch of live rats in a bucket. Oh, this like it like a clay pot. Yes. As
0: featured on HBO's Game of Thrones. It's not just some shit they made up. This happened.
1: Yeah, the tickler. Okay, on the uh, the torture on Game of Thrones. Yeah, what he does that George R. R. Martin didn't make that up is the point. They would put a bunch of live rats in a ceramic pot and you know attach it to a, a individual's belly.
0: Yeah, like with the opening side facing them and the rest of the closed off. So
1: the only way out for the rat is through you. Right, and, and I mean depending on the rat's mood. You know, yeah. it's, it may or may not be interested in doing anything. Rat probably or just it wants out. to
0: wait it out. Rat is rat is a patient animal. You know, rat is used to hiding. And I mean, some rats are
1: friendly. I mean, they might snuggle for a while, depending again on the like. Oh, depending really on if the wild rat was wild or domestic. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many rat they, rats they kept around. They, they make decent pets. Yeah, but anyway, to motivate the rats, they would heat the clay pot yeah. on the other side, and so to escape being burned alive they would burrow their way through human flesh to escape. They
0: sure would.
1: Uh, So, yeah, no, that happened. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no,
0: that was a thing that people did, uh, you know, again, during a period where, you know, great ships were sailing across the Atlantic in an age of discovery, and also rats were burrowing into people. Good job, humans. Good fucking job. God damn.
1: (laughs) I'm in no way advocating anything that was ever said by Karl Rove or Dick Cheney or George W. Bush or any of those guys.
0: Yeah, remember them, everyone? Ugh.
1: But but, but when they say they don't feel like waterboarding is that big a deal as a torture method, yeah, I wonder if they're reading a lot about medieval torture <laughs> and being like... Well, this is nothing compared to all that shit. Yeah, this is survivable. Right. I mean, you yeah. don't really, if you do waterboarding correctly, you don't actually do any permanent damage. Yeah. Maybe psychological. Maybe it pisses them off. But, you're not, uh, to illustrate my point, what are you talking about the pear? Oh, the pair. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, this thing is the worst thing. It had a few names, but Pair of Anguish the or The Pair of Anguish. Okay. okay. It was a little metal bulb shaped like a pear or a light bulb, I guess. They didn't have those back then, so pear. But it was a little metal bulb with a, with a little, uh, little uh, crank on the end, uh-huh. and when you turn the crank, it opened up
1: into these four sharp little leaves. Yeah, I mean, I had to look at an illustration to really get how it worked. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a little, it, it, it opens up like a flower. Yes, and what they would do is, they, in its closed-up
0: bulb form, they would, uh, they would stick it into one of your various
1: out holes. If you guys have seen, uh, uh, either in person or on the internet, a butt plug. Okay. It was the not unlike a butt conical plastic thing that, you know, when lubricated properly, can be yeah. inserted in various orifices. Well,
0: A, I'm sure this thing was not lubricated properly. B, they stuck it in fat end first. Right. And C, then after it was in you, they opened it and tore up your insides.
1: Yeah, it was metal, it was jagged, it was in multiple pieces. Yeah. And uh, the crank was in, in, in constructed in such a way that you could do a lot of damage with very little force applied. Yeah, no, that's that's the beauty of physics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, <laughs> so, yeah, they just put it inside someone, and, hey, we, we think you're gay, and we don't approve of that, because it's, you know, 1,200 or whatever. So, we're going to stick this in your butt. How do you like that? Right. And um. that was actually done, and it's horrible, and this is a thing that
1: people invented. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... Yeah. it, it, it Everything we're we're discussing, and this is not all of it by any means. No, um, there was a there was a thing that was like, uh, um, like if you ever seen one of those old like nutcrackers. Oh, uh, yeah. there was a thing where like you would put a person's head into it, and you would turn, you would twist a crank. Oh, yeah, right? it would just... Like, like a tight, corkscrew. It
0: would tighten around their head.
1: And just crush their skull. Yeah. Like, it just crushed it like a walnut.
0: Well, first it would pop out some eyeballs and teeth and then crush the skull. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, well, it would, yeah, the teeth would chomp down on each other. It would crush right. the jaw first. Yeah. Then pop out the... Then just crush the whole rest of the thing. That was just a thing people invented and then used on humans. Like, people did it to people. Okay? Yeah, no, you know, like thumb screws. That's just a little
0: clamp, a little vice... And you put a guy's thumb in it, and you close the vice on their
1: thumb. That's all it was. Yeah, I mean.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know if they needed to invent that. I think they might have already had that technology, and just somebody had the idea of what if we put some thumbs in there? <laughs> And it's like, the fact that they never made the leap to why don't we put someone's dick in there is a mystery for the ages.
1: Uh, They probably did. Okay, that's fair. That probably happened a lot. Considering they had, like, you know... Yeah. The the pairs that were designed in different sizes to go down the throat in the anus or in the vagina. Yeah. I'm sure oh, they right. did That's all sorts of things out. to yeah. balls.
0: Yeah. Oh no, they definitely did stuff to balls.
1: Oh yeah. There <laughs> were so many things must have. remember this was also before electricity. Yeah. So there was no shocking various parts of your body. No. They used fire or spikes or animals.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they they used uh, Sharp and hot. That was the that was the MO.
1: <laughs> Anytime someone complains about about how, oh, the world's going to hell, or we're near the end times, or society's about to crumble, I I always want to retort, you don't read enough history. Because Humanity was so much more fundamentally fucked up 500 years ago, or 1,000 years ago, or 1,500 years ago. Oh, yeah. The the... unimaginable horrors that people inflicted upon each other is more brutal and disgusting and face-to-face than anything anybody does now.
0: Oh, yeah, no. the, the, The hilarious, well, not hilarious, but kind of hilarious thing about a lot of these horrible medieval torture practices is that they could be carried out on you for committing blasphemy. Yeah. And it's like, the best way to get someone to commit more blasphemy Mm -hmm. is to hurt their balls. That's true. That's (laughs) true. If you were innocent, you won't be when they're done.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I would curse every god in the book if you were putting spikes in my nuts. Yeah. Uh (laughs) There, there, there was eventually what I would call a slightly more enlightened form of medieval torture, uh, and that's the stocks. I like the stocks. Okay, let's talk about the stocks.
0: You see, now the stocks are beautiful because the stocks crowdsource the torture. Uh-huh. Okay? What they do is they put you in, you know, the little wooden thing with your head and your hands sticking through and you couldn't get out. Yeah. I mean, it was uncomfortable, uh-huh. but it didn't hurt. It didn't inflict any harm on you.
1: And then. You were just restrained and you couldn't defend yourself.
0: Yeah, and usually it was only for a few hours during busy foot traffic times. Right. And then they'd just let the crowd decide what should happen with you, you know? Yeah. So if you were, you know, a horrible person who'd been going around murdering peasants or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd at the very least, uh, you know, throw stuff at you and probably tear you apart. Right. But, you know, if you said the king was a dick and everyone
1: agreed, they might break you out. Yeah, I, I actually, I heard, I read accounts of, like, people throwing rose petals at, like, you know, Robin Hood-type guys. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, we you know we robbed from the rich, or we, you know, spoke out against a, an unfair monarchy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, rose petals, we love you, hi. And
0: to come back to my favorite point about that era,
1: uh huh. you know, we're, we always
0: depict people, you know, when they're in the stocks getting, like, rotten fruit thrown at them. Right. Peasants didn't have a lot of access to fruit. What they had access to was dung. Oh yeah, no shortage of that. That is the rule in in any medieval setting. Whatever they're throwing in real life, it was actually dung. Right. The thing about the stocks is whole wars were fought with nothing but manure. It was
1: <laughs> the stocks. They're also whatever you see them in film. They're depicted as like just a peasant will immediately like not be able to resist the urge to throw shit at someone who can't defend themselves. Yeah. But the thing about medieval villages is they were small, the people didn't have a lot of distractions. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. So if everybody knew that guy and hated him, this was their chance to unload on him. Yeah. If everyone knew that guy and thought he was a cool guy who was getting an unfair rap, they would totally be nice to him. Yeah. Because everybody knew everybody back then.
0: Yeah, no, they'd, they'd bring you cookies and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Or I guess, I don't know. I
1: mean, you put someone in the stocks today in, like, Manhattan... Like, let's say Mayor Bloomberg brought back the stocks. Okay. okay. <laughs> in the stock exchange. Pun. Puns. Let, let's say you do that. I, it, because of the way people in New York act, it would probably just be awkward. Like, no one would want to make eye contact with the guy in the stocks and oh, be like, yeah. oh, there's a guy. Yeah. Um. So, lunch? Chilies? Yeah, what? no. Uh, if, if there was a crowd around it, yeah.
0: The the big concern would be why is there this fucking crowd? There is never an excuse to walk slowly.
1: <laughs> There's not. There is never an excuse. And then, because it would definitely be on YouTube that night, oh, yeah. people would like start putting like logos on him, putting up posters for their podcasts, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, no.
0: I mean, there would just be a live stream all over the country, and then there'd be like a... Uh, like a little catapult full of, like, I don't know, tomatoes or something? Yeah. And people could go on the website <laughs> and and remotely shoot tomatoes at the guy.
1: Brought to you by Red Bull.
0: Yum. <laughs> <laughs> but, so that's what we need to do. We need to be crowdsourcing this shit. Crowdsource torture? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Or cookies or Red Bull or whatever, yeah.
1: That's a little glimpse into medieval torture. It was horrible, it was disgusting, it was a a very dark chapter in in humanity. Yeah, and Um, so uh, remember to use it
0: all in your Halloween decorations because uh, none of it matters anymore because, like, they don't use most of that stuff.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about people today, but Mm -hmm. the fact that people are capable of far worse things than they actually do, I think means that we're some kind of enlightened.
0: Plus, we just have car batteries now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, home game. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, maybe we can do an even spookier show next week. Yeah. Uh, if we get it, send us a spooky topic at topics at thebeak.org. Yeah,
0: we will uh, cheat and just pick
1: that one. Find us at facebook.com slash breakfastwiththebeak, Find us on Twitter at thebeak and at Doc Heisenberg. Find us on Google Plus if you give a shit. Uh, or just go to thebeak.org. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, Spookiest topic we receive in the next seven days gets its own show. Yeah, so actually
0: send them. Don't just assume other people will.
1: Also, we've already done shows on ghosts and zombies, so think of something more creative than that. Better than that, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Not fucking zombies again.
1: We've done like two zombie shows. (laughs) Yeah, no more. Have a good breakfast, everybody. Have a
0: good breakfast. No zombies.
1: This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.